podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. And how are you, Natalie? Um, uh, pretty good. Yeah. It was yeah, we're having a good nice, weekend. It's nice a, weekend. It's a long weekend. We're recording this on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. The Reverend. Yeah. Although I will say the day started off pretty rough. You got caught in a downpour. I got caught in a downpour. And you tried to call your husband to come rescue you, and the dumb loaf just slept right he's through real, your call. He's real good at sleeping. <laughs> he's a snoozer. Uh, yeah. And I do I, sleep through, like, anything. When it So I checked the weather app. I'm not a dummy. You know, it was just cloudy, and it said zero chance of rain. Until, like, 4 p.m. I walked, right? like, a mile and a half away, and it's as if I stood in the shower for 10 minutes. It was, yeah. like obscenely i was obscenely drenched so i called an uber uh to take me home a mile and a half and then an hour and a half after that or an hour and 15 minutes later i finally woke up yeah. and looked at my phone and i was like did you call me this morning sure did like, twice <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little peek into our marriage yeah. and uh my day no but other than that it's fine yeah, it's been a it's been a good day so far. Um, so if you're new to this podcast, this is a, a podcast where we listen to or we watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother in in concurrence, um, and then we uh, chat, compare, contrast, recap. It. We do all sorts of stuff. We have little segments. We correspond. We what do we do? We see how we were doing. All that stuff. We accept challenges. We accept challenges. That's right. Sometimes we give props to the props department. We see what's under the umbrella. These are we have a lot of little cute names for things. That's why this is such a successful podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> so this week we were on season four, episode twelve of both shows. We watched season four, episode twelve of Friends, which was called. Uh, the one with the embryos. And then we watched season four, episode 12 of How I Met Your Mother, which was called, was it just called Benefits? Benefits. Benefits, yes. So we're going to put a pin in Benefits and we're going to start with season four, episode 12 of Friends, the one with the embryos. So um, we start in the uh, ladies' apartment. Um, and it's very, very early in the morning, and um, the uh, there's they're woken by the sound of a rooster crowing. Mm-hmm. It's a very funny scene. First off, they go, they figure out it's coming from Chandler and Joey's apartment, so they knock on the door. So this is a big. It's interesting. I recommended we do a PJ's segment because yeah. of how I met your mother. But yeah. since I said that, there's yeah. been so many. Friends PJs, have you met Bed? Thank you to our listener who came up with Have You Met yeah, Bed. Yeah. Um, uh, Heavy with the PJs. Yes, there's been a lot of PJs yeah. uh, lately. Um, although we will get a Robin in a robe in this How mm. I Your Mother, but that's mm-hmm. that's skipping ahead. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a funny little thing where they're like um, uh, pounding on the door and then Joey and Chandler woke up and... and Courtney's like, what is making all that noise? And Joey's like, you! Yeah. <laughs> um, but it turns out the the chick, as it has grown up, they've realized is uh, not a hen, but a rooster. Yeah. Um, which, of course, reminds me of the saddest, but also very likely best episode of Please Like Me, where... Um, 
Oh. At the beginning of the season, they get a bunch of chicks yeah. and they name them. It's like Shakira and Beyonce, but then one of them is Adele. And Adele, as they grow up, they realize it's a rooster. It's not going to lay eggs. So they're like, if we if we try to give it back, they're just going to kill the thing. But we can't keep it uh, with the chicks. So they decide the right thing to do is to cook it and eat it. Yeah. And they make Coco Van. The episode, every episode of Please Like Me is named after something they make did. or yeah. eat in the episode. That episode's called Coco Van. Um, yeah, that was- and it is like... Upsetting. Very sad. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Caitlin, if you thought the poster for the movie Smile with Caitlin Stacy uh, smiling Menacingly? creepily, yeah. you thought that was scary, you should see her slit the throat of a, of a rooster. Yeah. I mean, it happens all out of frame, but she is the one who ends up doing it. They make Coco Van and they sing Someone Like You because it, it was named Adele yeah. before as like a prayer before they eat the chicken it is a rough episode but it is almost certainly my favorite episode of please like me yeah yeah all right um check out please like me i don't know if people have seen that show i don't think uh okay so then we go so that's uh, that's all then we go into the credits which i wanted i've been meaning to point this out or, or to tell this story for um uh as long as we've been doing this the friends theme song mm-hmm. when i was a kid and it was first like the show was first on, and also that song was just on the radio. That song became a hit yes. at the same time. Um, the the line, "Your love life's DOA," I when I was I did I could not understand what they were saying, and I was like, "Your love lasts away." I, I, I could you not. Up, so what did you think it was in your head? I could never figure out what the D was because so I was like, "Okay, love," and then it was either. Life or last. I yeah. thought it was love lasts. Yeah. And then I thought the I thought for sure that OA was away. So I think I was oh. always in my head trying to fit it into like your love lasts something away. I couldn't okay. I could not figure I think it we out. I do that often and I'm trying to think of some examples of just like making up my own words and then going with it even though it's wrong and I know that I have plenty of those I just can't think of any right now. Yeah, I know um I always think of you and I both, well, you more than I do these days, uh, listen to The Best Show with Tom Sharpling. Mm-hmm. And he did a whole th- episode of people calling in. Oh, well, yeah, there's the, the obvious one. But I'm saying people were calling with their specific ones. Yeah. And the one that really stuck out to me because it's like so crazy, but also in a young person's mind, I can see it happening. Instead of big old jet airliner, <laughs> this person as a kid thought it was big old Jed had a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Big old Jed had a lineup. Can't you like hear it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, now I hear that every time I hear I that song. I feel like that's more accurate. <laughs> yeah. Big old Jed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, call to action: Did you ever have any trouble with the uh, Friends lyrics or any of the lyrics? Why not? Right. Or, or if you just have uh, like funny song. Um, yeah. Mis- yeah. Misconceptions. Yeah. Um, so after that, we get back, um, everyone's having breakfast at the gal's place, uh, again, mm-hmm. um, including Ross, he's over there, um, Phoebe's over there, and Rachel comes back from doing her shopping, uh, and it's only like eight o'clock in the morning, you know, and it's, she's like, because I've been up because of the stupid, uh, crow, um, rooster, rooster crow, yeah. 
Uh, no. The rooster crows. Yes, yes. It's a rooster I was or like, a cock. It's not, yes. Yeah. It's not a crow. It's a rooster. Uh, yes, no, but, but a rooster, what it does but is But it's, crow. Davey, it's not no, a crow. See, it's I a see. rooster. Uh, do you remember, I know you don't because you have only watched the show once and I've watched it a million times. Uh, <laughs> there's an episode of BoJack Horseman where um, Todd's girlfriend's family keeps saying like, when the cock crows midnight, <laughs> and he's like, who is this cock? And then like, uh, because in, Bojack Horseman, all animals are like human ish. Yeah. yeah. So then it cuts to like a rooster in blue jeans, like walking down the street and going, It's midnight. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> all right. Um, morning shopping. So the uh, Ross says something about the morning shopping, and Rachel is like mad about the rooster, but also there's still coldness between her and Ross. Um, so this is the day that Phoebe is going to what is she going to do she's getting a test to see if the has something to do with the thickness of her the embryo the uterine lining yeah 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 because she's like think thick which is funny um and then we get into this like uh challenge of like whether joey and chandler know monica Monica and rachel Rachel. better or they know it it felt I feel like this episode gets into, and I'll talk more about this later, it gets into territory that's a little bit, like, heightened in a way that fits on How I Met Your Mother, but doesn't really fit with the tone that's been established on Friends. So I feel like the contrivance of all this really bothered me. Hmm. It, it felt like... It, it, it felt like this... References for old people like us, but like you're just in like a morning zoo, like a local morning zoo, mm-hmm. and they come up with some like bet that they clearly had worked out beforehand, mm-hmm. but they try to make it seem like it comes up naturally. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That's that's what this felt like. It felt so fakey. Um, they're like, ah, oh, but I know you better. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so they're like, um, um, what I have. Chandler, like, guesses everything that's in Rachel's shopping bag mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, uh, I guess it's funny there that Joey, like, knows where <laughs> Rachel is in her cycle. Rachel? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Chandler's, like, trying to think if there's tampons in there. And, yeah, and Joey's like, like no, not for another two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, in the other storyline, the better storyline, um, Phoebe's at the doctor and her uterus is in good shape. Uh, but she finds out she didn't understand that this is the only shot that yeah. they have. Yeah. Like they're doing five embryos or whatever. Um, and there's only a 25% chance that. It'll yeah. Take. Yeah. Um, and, and it's costing Frank and Alice $16,000. Yeah. Um, so they literally put all their eggs in one basket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frank says something about like, uh, can't we just shove like 300 of them in there and hope it takes or whatever? Yeah. Uh, but it reminds me of, um, what was that movie with Paul Giamatti and Catherine Hahn trying to conceive? Is it called Personal Life? Oh, yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. One of those movies that just gets forgotten because it's on Netflix. I feel like yeah. these Netflix movies have no, like, traction. Oomph. Yeah, they yeah. like they have these great movies, but they're just like out there in the void, and no one cares. Anyway. There's just too many. Personal Life was really good, if that's what it's called. <laughs> um 
So she's feeling a lot of a, a lot of pressure. Meanwhile, back at the apartment, and here's what I was really talking about with the How I Met Your Mother type stuff. Ross has contrived conceived mm-hmm. an entire game show. Yeah. And he's doing like a game show voice. Yeah. Which is actually funny. But uh more on that later. But um uh this really felt like something you could see them doing at the How I Met Your Mother apartment. Right. But on Friends it just felt uh, I don't know. It felt a little too first drafty. So I don't I, know. I, he procured like a, a full like game board, which like props to the props department yeah, and yeah. to Ross because he found this like game board. He used like post-its for different like colors and categories. It was like a Jeopardy board that he created himself with yeah. like all the lines were perfect. Like he clearly used a ruler and like took time and yeah. like made this board. I loved it. I know that this whole game show was just like a mechanism to like dole out jokes, but it worked for me and I really Yeah, there's some good jokes. It. There's some good jokes. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought, yeah, I think it's fun. And then it like sets up the 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 bigness of this episode. Um uh what the Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. The big thing that happens yeah. to them at the end you know, the but it's all based on some well look, we're getting ahead of yeah. ourselves. Um the, yeah, speaking of, yeah, you said there's funny things, and, and we have funniest moments uh, uh, later, but um, there is, like, uh, Monica's pet peeve is animals dressed as humans. <laughs> and I think that's funny because I also kind of, like, especially with, like, simian animals, like, I hate seeing chimps dressed as humans. It, like You hate chimps. It, it's just, it just weirds me out. They're, yeah. too, they're too human-like. We dress our dog as a human from time to time. Do we? I mean, the fact that we put, like, a sweater on her. But that's not dressing her as a human. That's just keeping her warm. Yeah. But, like, she has fur for that. It's cold some out might, there. Some might argue that, like, dogs don't need clothes. Oh, maybe you're right. Um, I think they do. I think they need yeah. full suit uh, every day. I felt like a bad friend's viewer because one of the questions for the dudes was what was the first name of... Um, Monica and Ross's grandmother who died um, in season one or two or whatever. Yeah. It's Althea, but I couldn't, I was like, I I was like, I should know this. When I it was forgot, happening, I was also. like, I, I should, yeah. But I was, it felt bad that I didn't know. Um, <laughs> there's a funny thing about um, Chandler's TV guide. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, I don't know if this is in your funniest moments or whatever. It's addressed to, Miss Chenandler Bong. Chenandler Bong. And so what's funny about that is um, my other uh, co-host of my other podcast, Tyler. By the way, if you want to know what's going on with Tyler, he's doing a little bit better piece by piece, you know, very slowly. He's moved to a new facility. But there's caringbridge.org slash visit slash Tyler and Jennifer Smith. He's where you can find info. You can find a link to the GoFundMe. You can also find a link to the GoFundMe pinned to the top of the homepage at battleshipretention.com. Anyway, so Tyler's wife, Jenny, as you said, as you heard me say, Tyler and Jennifer Smith, Jenny um, is the biggest Friends fan I know. And all of their, like, computer devices they have, because the, she also mm-hmm. runs a business out of their home, mm-hmm. so every device is named after, like, a different Friends oh, character. That's very funny. And also, their, I think their Wi-Fi network is called Miss Chenandler Pong. I love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love seeing all the, um, 
like Wi-Fi names yeah. like around you. That's always it's yeah. always very fun. Yeah. Uh, where was I? Okay, so uh, there's a funny thing where Phoebe is like talking to her embryos and giving them a pep talk. Um, uh, that's funny. Uh, that's kind of a whole little scene lit just to break up the game show. We get back to the game show. We find out that uh, um, Chandler's father's uh, all male review is called Viva Las Vegas. That's right. Um, uh, then it goes to a lightning round and then Chandler and Monica start up in the ante, literally raising the stakes, betting more things, betting more yeah. money. Eventually they bet uh, that if Monica and Rachel win, they Chandler and Joey have to get of, give out the pets. If Chandler and Joey win, they have to switch apartments. And without even thinking about it, Monica says, deal. Like yeah. she's just, she's so sure she's of herself. She's so sure of it because she has a steady hand. Yes. Yes. She's fully confident. Um, there's a funny thing in the lightning round <laughs> where um, Ross is like, Rachel says her favorite movie is Dangerous Liaisons, but it's actually, <laughs> it's Weekend of Bernie's. Yeah. And it reminded me of like Jerry one of Bond. our favorite from yeah. Strangers with Candy. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> what's your favorite food? Crepe Suzette. Eh. Meatballs. <laughs> what's your favorite animal? Kittens. Kittens. Eh. Snakes. <laughs> um uh okay so they lose they're actually switching apartments um phoebe has been i don't know uh what's i'm sure there's a technical term for it like uh they've been inserted i don't know what the word is Mm -hmm. um and she's trying to make it take so she's like laying upside down on the armchair Mm -hmm. very um maude lebowski yes that's (laughs) right yeah um uh, and it's funny to me that Phoebe's like so preoccupied with this that she doesn't even say anything about them switching even, apartments. Yeah. She's completely she handle it. Yeah. Um, uh, Rachel, some really good acting from Jennifer Aniston here. Uh, Rachel is pissed off. Oh yeah. Cause Monica did this to them and Rachel didn't yeah. agree to it. And, um, she did participate in the game as if the stakes were okay. You know, like, yeah. yeah. She could have at some point said, like, no, this is ridiculous. I'm not playing. We're not playing. We're not doing this. Yeah. Um, but she trusted her friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, so Monica tries to go over and, like, keep it from happening, and she loses in a little bit, and they <laughs> lose their mattresses. Yeah. They have to leave their mattresses behind. Uh, Frank and Alice stop by. Um, then Joey and Chandler come over. They've got their big dog on like a furniture dolly and they literally like roll into the apartment like uh, on a parade float almost. Um, That's very funny. Um, And then the big thing that happens at the end or one of the big things that happens at the end is Phoebe is pregnant. She the pregnancy test. She's pregnant. She's going to have the babies. Uh, That's kind of the end of the episode. But then we get a um, tag at the end of, of each of the two in their new digs and uh i didn't know do you think chandler and joey is being filthy i never thought of that before no yeah i mean phoebe likes to hang out over there yeah they're not they're not filthy but i guess there's something gross in the drawer when that might be alive yeah yeah i initially thought it was like maybe like um like mealworms for the for the uh oh that makes sense for the pets yeah maybe that's what it is we didn't see the pets in the new apartment, did we? We did. 
Oh, we did. At the end. Um, I couldn't remember. They were in the background. Um, also, I noticed that no perk at all in this episode. You're right. No perk. We didn't see the perk even once. Yeah. So put down your espresso shots. No one yeah, gets no, you to better drink not. any coffee. Uh, um, that's all I have for the ride. Do you have any other stray observations or should we move on to funniest moments? Um, yeah, we can move on to funniest moments. Um, so I, the funniest thing to me was I did really like Ross's game show host voice mm -hmm. and Chandler like told him to stop it. But then later when the stakes got raised, he started doing it again. Yeah. So like, uh, Chandler was like, how about we make it $150? And he's like, $150. Yeah. And then Monica's like $200. And he was $200. <laughs> uh, what do you have? Um, well, we talked about it already, but, um, the fact that Joey knows their menstrual cycles, yeah. I thought, was really funny. Yeah. Um, when there's that initial bet about, like, I bet I can guess, like, all the grocery stores in your grocery bag. Yeah. And then he guessed scotch tape, and they were all like, how did you know that? Like, how could you possibly have known that? And it was because Joey and Chandler used up all of their tape making funny faces <laughs> last night. <laughs> but, I mean, that just speaks to, like, how wacky Monica is because, like, she checks her supply of scotch tape like yeah. within the span of 24 hours and yeah. like tells Rachel we need more. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only other one I have in the funniest moments is when <laughs> Rachel's pissed off. Monica says, if it makes you feel any better, this is all your fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a few. Um, at the very beginning when like the rooster is crowing, uh -huh. um, <laughs> Monica and Rachel both come out of their room and Rachel says, is that you? <laughs> to Monica. <laughs> um, and then I have more. Um, I don't, I don't think you found this funny, but what is like one of Chandler's pet peeves is, um, Lord of the dance, Michael flatly. Yeah. Um, his legs flail about as if independent from his body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. Well, I guess as a, an Irishman by heritage. Oh, you're I'm offended. offended. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mr. Nandler Bong, we've, we've talked about think thick. We thought we talked about, um, and then when they were making the bet about like getting rid of the, of the rooster, Rachel said like, get rid of the duck too. And then like Chandler and Joey were like, why? There's no problem with the duck. And then Rachel says, well, he gets the other one all riled up. <laughs> that was funny. I should have written that down. I did like that. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I liked Phoebe's song to her fetuses. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, are you yeah. in there, little fetuses? In nine months, will you come greet us? I'll buy you some Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Should we move on to Make It Fashion? Friends, yeah. but Make It Fashion? Yeah. Um, I liked, I have a couple here. I liked Monica's um, sort of uh, schlubby... Uh, red sweater over a yellow t-shirt mm -hmm. it was like ketchup and mustard but not in a way that looked tacky like mm -hmm. i thought it looked mm -hmm. cool mm -hmm. um yeah we talked about um pajamas yeah have you met ben have you met ben um also frank jr fashion icon <laughs> well yeah he wasn't wearing any metal tees this time no but he had like a cool members only gray jacket um, and he always just, like, looks so cute. Like, he knows how well, to dress. Part of that is Giovanni Bisi being a very handsome man. But he's, yeah. Especially he's, as he's a young man. He's a very man. handsome young man. Um, I'm sure he's still handsome. But now. I just love his style. Fashion icon. <laughs> what was the last thing? 
he has one he appears very briefly in the new avatar but other than that i feel like oh that's right i don't see him because i didn't i never i never watched uh sneaky pete the that's show that right. he was on for a while yeah. so i feel like i kind of yeah, I thought Giovanni Ribisi was like an unlikely, um, like menace, you know, like menacing figure. But I thought he plays. He's good, good, pretty good at playing a. Yeah, yeah. S- smarmy little creep. Um. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, I also have Phoebe has some. Oh, uh, oh wait. Chunky black boots. Oh, okay. Because I have another one for Phoebe. When she comes back and when she's laying on the couch, she's wearing like she's got tights on, but she's wearing a dress. And along the bottom of the dress are embroidered like little shirts. Mm, shirt dress. It's, it's kind of like uh, Carmela Soprano's bag blouse, <laughs> which is our favorite thing ever. Listeners, um, you'll remember. I'm sure we've talked about the bag blouse. Satchel. Toe. Yeah. Purse. Clutch. Sling. Clutch. <laughs> Crossbody. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. You didn't notice it had like a Toe. row of little shirts no, at the bottom of I the wish, dress? I wish I had. Yeah. But yeah, it, that was the same outfit where she had the um, chunky black boots. Yeah, yeah. I liked. Uh, all right, should oh, we? Oh, uh, go ahead. So you're ahead. not allowed to call this out, but Rachel's nips, full, full display. Uh, yes, I know I'm not allowed to call it out, but I definitely noticed, noticed it, it. Yeah. Because it happens. To, there are two different. When she's mad at Monica, yeah. She storms out of her own room. Yeah. Two different times. Yeah. In two different shirts, both. Yes. Headlights on. Yes. Um, let's see what's under the umbrella. What do you got? Uh, okay. Um, Monica's OCD. She only eats Tic Tacs and even numbers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Chandler's job being a mystery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why didn't I write that down? Um, uh, okay. Playing board. They were playing board games, um, initially. Okay. Um... Oh, um, Monica being an overweight child. Yeah, there's a really, like, what was Monica's nickname, nickname. when she played goalie? Yeah. yeah, it was just not not nice. Um, props to the props department. One of the items in uh, Rachel's grocery bag was, like, a knockoff snack wells. <laughs> they were, like, the, clearly, like, the devil's food. Yeah, yeah. You know? And Ross took a bite of one and did not like didn't it. Didn't like it, so yeah. we have to assume it was snack wells. Yeah, yeah, because those weren't good. Um, do you have anything else? Oh, um, oh, go ahead. Monica also has 11 categories of towel organization. <laughs> That's right. So, like, some of them include guests, um, fancy family, guests. Fancy guests. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we take a quick break? Yes. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, we're back from our break, and we are now ready to move on to How I Met Your Mother, Season 4, Episode 12, which again is called Benefits. Natalie, take it away. Okay, so Ted and Robin are roommates, and they're bickering as roommates often do. Um, I guess Robin is kind of like 
lazy. Do you know what I have written my notes? Hmm. Robin, more like slobbin. Good one. <laughs> but then there was like that gross, like he assumed that she, because she's a woman, she would be clean and like clean up after him. <laughs> I don't think because Ted's persona is all already that he's fussy. Yeah. So I don't think he thought that she would clean up after him. But I thought he wouldn't. He thought he wouldn't have to clean up after her. Right. But like between Ted and Marshall, Ted was always the yeah. So the fussy I mean, one anyway. Robin just kind of like inconsiderate. Like she'll drink all the milk and then like leave an empty carton in the fridge yeah. and not take out the trash and just kind of like loaf around. Um, you know, and Ted doesn't like that. Uh, but he knew this about her when agreeing to be her, her roommate. But this is know? what the episode's about. Yeah. So He's seeing um, a different lens, a different lens now. So then they realize that um, they need to have... This is a very Jerry, Seinfeld, and Elaine. Yeah. We need to have sex. just To to save the friendship. To save the friendship. Yeah. Um, And then there was, like, uh, Barney's whole theory that, like, all international conflicts are because of sexual tension. (laughs) And And he makes a little funny, like... Yeah. I don't know if those are in your... No, I don't. uh, Do you have those? There's the Mrs. Gorbachev take down okay. these pants or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they have sex. They agree. It, like, in bed, there's, like, so many scenes of them, like, with covers up to their chest. You yeah, know, like, like, everyone is everyone. after you have sex. Yeah, that's true. Pulled all the way up. That's true. We have, we've actually talked about this before. Because we talk, and I'll bring it up again, in the great David Wayne movie, They Came Together. Yeah. When it spoofs that oh yeah the blanket is but like it it's kobe smolders yeah in that scene yes, and yes, she yes. sits up and it stays on it and then she gets up and is like doing her morning like workout and her the sheet is still the staying still right above her like below her clavicle yeah and we've talked about it before but always like sex scenes there's always a bra on which is strange yeah or they're completely under the covers or they're it's completely of, yeah. under the covers which like we understand why but it's just like <laughs> yeah it's just so hard to believe yeah. that that's... Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's someone who has, like, a blanket fort kink. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, friends, mothers. <laughs> Let us know if you have a blanket fort kink. Um, I love a blanket fort. Not, like, for sex, but just, like, in general. Well, we, we haven't tried it. We haven't tried it. That's true. Maybe. Who knows? Um, so, uh, they agree to not tell anyone they're like ashamed and lo and behold, Marshall like walks in and sees them and is like, okay, your secret safe to me, safe with me. Um, as long as you don't like tell anyone that I'm here either. And then Robin's like, wait, why are you here? Yeah. And so he's, he was talking about like not wanting to quote unquote read a magazine at work, which is used as a euphemism for, Going number two, right? <laughs> yeah, another euphemism. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, which I prefer. I'm, yeah. Okay, I'm a classy boy. So how are we going to talk about it? I think reading a magazine. Okay, so he goes to their house to read a magazine because it's uncomfortable. In fact, I'm going to start saying it like. Please don't. <laughs> when I take she, Darla on a walk, I'm going to say she read. A- <laughs> she read two magazines on this walk. <laughs> how many magazines did Darla? Good girl, you read so many magazines. Um. And the reason why is because, like, he gets judged, like, he's walking through the office. We'll get to that later, but he walks through the office with a magazine, and everyone's, like, 
giving him like judgment. He yeah. hates it. So he's more comfortable stopping by um, Ted's apartment. Yeah. The do you have the name of the magazine? Yes, I do. Okay. It's Them magazine. Them Weekly. Them Weekly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um we'll just get into it now, but like the magazine the first cover of the magazine we see is um Heidi and Spencer from the Hills. Okay. Um they had a couple name of Spidey. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um I mean they're terrible people. Yeah. Um, but I thought that that was funny. And then we'll get more of that later. And also Brian Callen is back as Marshall's boss. It's still weird yes. seeing him because of all of the alleged but very credible uh, rape accusations against him. It's just weird seeing him pop up and stuff. I can't, Ugh, yeah. I can't, I can't separate it. Yeah. Um, so, of course, Barney, or I'm sorry, Marshall and Lily can never keep secrets from each other. So Lily obviously knows about the sex. She's... Obviously opposed to it because she's kind of like the moral heart of the show, I think. And so Lily is, yeah, okay. So Lily knows that this is a bad idea. Okay, yeah, that's right. She knows it's a bad idea. Um, and Barney is kind of pretending like he's cool with it, but he is still very much in love with Robin, and like weeps secretly. Lily's the only one who can see that he's actually like holding back his emotions and not talking about it. Because I think she's the only one he's told. Yeah. Right? Yeah. At some point earlier this season. But it I feel should like be obvious to everyone. I, I think had given that same all thought. that history. But we can always fall back on the like Bob Saget Ted knows it now, so in his memory it's showing up more. You know what I'm saying? We can yeah. always like explain it away. Yeah. With that. So um Barney as a way to I guess manage his emotions as going out back of McLaren's and smashing an endless supply of TVs in the dumpster. Yeah, not endless, actually, as, yeah, we, as we find yeah, out. Yeah, we'll but find yeah, that like, out why later. are there so many TVs in this dumpster? Um, I did once, um, when I worked at the video store in Chicago, our microwave that we used. Microwave. Uh, <laughs> cracked out and we got a new one. And my boss, the assistant manager, was like, uh, take this up back and throw it in the dumpster. And I did just, not that I was like working out any sexual frustration or anything, but I did just for fun, like smash the shit out of this microwave. And I actually took, uh, there was like a piece of, uh, part, you know, like a parking block. It was like a broken piece of bar- parking block with the rebar stuck out. So I picked it up and like smashed the front door of the microwave with the rebar. It was pretty fun. Um, it was very fun. Similarly, but not so similarly, I, um, at my old job, remember Justin and Justin, my yeah, coworker. So we were tasked with like destroying these like stamps with like addresses and like bank account numbers. You know, so like when you um, what it what what is it called? What's the word for like when you sign a check? I don't know. When you stamp it, stamp it. I don't sign, know. There's a word. for Oh, it. endorse. Yes. 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 Um, so she wanted us to destroy them. She's like, I don't care how you do it, but don't throw them away because we need them like destroyed. Yeah, yeah. So we took some hammers out back and just like smashed the fuck out of these oh, stamps. That's fun. Yeah. And then we took like, um, photos and it was called the great stamp smash. <laughs> um, when I was in high school, I used to, um, uh, also work with the local community theater, not work, I didn't get paid. Um, but I would, you know, work on the crew with this local community theater group. Um, and they were doing You Can't Take It With You. I don't know if you know You Can't Take It With You, um, the play or the movie, um, but 
the family like makes fireworks and there's a big thing at the end where like all the fireworks go off in the basement and they're like shooting up the stairs or whatever so they had to do this on stage and the director was like we need to figure out which fireworks will be safe and will look best coming up the stairs Mm -hmm. so he was he took told me and my two friends armin and jim it was the 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 theater they were using was like at a high school um and he was but it was like late at night rehearsal i mean not late like 8 30 at night or something he was like go out to the football field and just set off these fireworks and let me know which ones you think we should use so uh that was a fun uh evening as a high schooler setting off a bunch of fireworks in a high school football field yeah that is very fun uh all right sorry um also um uh can we go to a smash room (laughs) i know you want to i want to do one of those yeah friends and mothers have you ever been to a smash room yeah and if so, what was your experience? Would you recommend? I want to know, because do you remember um, on You're the Worst, uh, Edgar takes Jimmy to a smash room, but it's one where you get to supply the things? Because mm-hmm. it's like Edgar's trying to like get Jimmy to work through his like frustration with his dead dad yeah. or whatever. So yeah. he's got like pictures of his dad. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, is there a such thing as a smash room where you get to bring your own? Listeners... Friends and mothers, let yeah. us know. Yeah. Um, and also let us know what you would bring. I don't know what I would bring, but yeah, uh, just curious. I would just, I'd want to smash up their items. Their pre, yeah, pre uh, selected items. Yeah. Um, okay. Where were we? Um, okay. So Robin and Ted think they have this, you know, perfect system. They have ground rules. It's strictly physical. Nothing beyond that. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get caught they're not going to catch any feelings yeah none of that um and then okay lily is i don't know how we get here but lily's talking about how she thought marshall was cheating in in law school because she saw like a credit card um statement of like hotel like hotel charges but he was reading magazines and hotel rooms because (laughs) he didn't want to use the law school yeah uh, libraries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> newsstands. You didn't want to use Good a newsstand <laughs> in uh, law school. Um, so Marshall, again, is like walking through the office with them weekly, this time with Kendra Wilkinson. I don't know who this is. So I believe she was one of the, um, uh, like, uh, the girls next door to Hugh Hefner's house. I think she was like one of, like the Playboy bunnies. She is, yeah, she is known for being one of Hugh Hefner's girlfriends yeah. and for her role on the e-reality television series The Girl Next Door. Yeah. The uh, girl Girls Next, Next Door, Door which yeah. I, yeah, I'd never heard of that. I know my reality girl. Yeah, I TV. guess you did. And then she had her own series, Kendra, and then another series called Kendra on Top, which ran as recently as 2017. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, people make fun of her all the time, but like she's very um, sex positive. Okay. Um, I'm trying, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't watch the show, but I know her from reading magazines like them weekly. Um, (laughs) so bar in all of this conversation, Barney thinks reading a magazine is masturbating. (laughs) Yeah. And he's talking about how often he reads magazines at work. Yeah. Um, but then when he finds out what they actually mean, he's like, yeah, of course, just like be honest about it. It's fine. Everyone has to do it. It's whatever. No one wants to do it in the office, but you have to. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know, good for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, back at the um, Ted and Robin's apartment, 
um, it's like the morning and Ted's getting ready to leave for work and he like says bye to Robin and they kiss. And then after they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we just broke our only rule. They both said, uh-oh. Um, and then Robin tells Lily, (laughs) Robin and Lily are talking about it. Like, well, you know, someone's always going to get hurt and he probably thought it was something when you didn't. And she's like, okay, we need to stop doing this. Yeah. It's getting weird. Um, Ted has the same conversation with Marshall and Barney this whole time. Barney is like trying to hide his deep rooted feelings. And he keeps like pretending like that he should continue to do it. Like just kind of like, um, yeah, he doesn't want to get found out. He doesn't want to get found out. So he continues to smash TVs in the back of McLaren's. And at some point he goes to like an appliance store, buys a brand new TV to then, I guess, place in the dumpster to then take out and smash. (laughs) Yeah, I love. Um, I don't know if it's in your funniest moments, but he has a whole like conversation about that with like the sales guy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was very very funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah, both Robin and Ted decide that they have to stop. Um, Marshall overhears um, someone saying that like the eighth everyone got laid off on the eighth floor and it's completely empty. So he gets really excited and he starts reading the magazine in the bathroom on the eighth floor. It's like heavenly and wonderful because it's, you know, completely empty. Um, yeah. Um, this when I was a PA on a movie on the Paramount lot, we had it was a three story building that we were in, and our production had stories one and two, um, and uh, uh, for a while the third floor was just empty, and that's where like we all knew like we could go <laughs> to use the bathroom and just get away yeah. <laughs> for a moment. You know, I would. Uh, sit and read or whatever um, uh, up there. Uh, but then at some point, the pre-production for Drillbit Taylor oh. uh, <laughs> moved into that. If anyone uh, remembers Drillbit Taylor. Yeah. Um, so this whole time, Lily is trying to convince Barney that he needs to, you know, get in touch with his feelings, maybe talk to a therapist, but clearly like he's not managing this well. Um and then, so Barney's trying to stop this sex from happening. Mm-hmm. And Ted questions him, like, are you in love with Robin? And he denies it completely. Yeah. He tries to stop it by showing up and, like, like oh, yeah. doing all the... Yes, yeah. so he buys, like, dozens and dozens of cartons of milk. He, yeah. like, takes the trash out. He cleans up everything just so they won't have an excuse to, like bicker and then have sex yeah. about it yeah so he's trying to cock block <laughs> yeah um but there's a i don't know if it's funny but there's a part where he's saying like just a bro cleaning another bro's apartment he's like what bro has ever cleaned another bro's apartment uh mr's clean and belvedere yeah which stuck out to me because you called me mr belvedere the other day yeah you meant you quickly corrected yourself you meant mr belding because you came into the bedroom so Little background story. We had a a curtain rod with the curtain in the bedroom, just like totally in the middle of the night, fell down and made like a huge loud crash. Yeah, and I was still awake. I was downstairs watching a movie. Yeah, it wasn't middle. It was like one o'clock. It's not the middle of the night, but yeah. still late. Then I put it back up, and it does it again. And you burst in and say, "What is going on here?" 
And then in my like grogginess, I was like, whatever, Mr. Belvedere. I mean, Mr. Belding. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. Um, where was I? Oh, okay. Um, uh, oh, okay. So Lily talking to Barney is like, you should be able to like talk about your feelings. Like my kindergarten class even talks about their feelings on feelings hour. <laughs> so, um, Barney shows up at feeling feelings hours and like tells all the kids and holds the bear and is very much like treating it like a therapy session. Yeah. We actually think he's in therapy initially cause he's like talking openly about his emotions and then it like pans out and it's the kindergarten classroom. Yeah. Which is yeah. a funny image. And he lights a cigarette. <laughs> he lights a cigarette and she's like, uh, you can't yeah. do that. He's in the, is it, he's in the share chair with the share bear. Is that what it is? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Marshall, um, Marshall's like bathroom gets demolished <laughs> while he's yeah. reading a magazine. Yeah. Sorry. His newsstand gets demolished while he's reading a magazine. <laughs> Um, is it on your funniest moments? What he says? Um, no. <laughs> the sledgehammer comes through the wall next to him while he's sitting on the toilet. And he says, there's someone in here. Yeah. <laughs> like when someone knocks on the door. In your yeah. Bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the third magazine cover is of Kim Kardashian. And she tells him that he should just go with confidence. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he does. So he walks through the office with confidence, with the magazine, and everyone looks at him differently and, like, gives him, like, a nod and a wink. Like, go yeah. for it. Um, um, let's see. Man up and go for it. Oh, Robin tells Barney to man up and go for it. Right? And then we think he's going to just, you know, tell... Tell Robin that he loves her. Right. But he backs down last yeah. minute. Yeah. Um, and then everything is back to normal in McLaren's. And it's sad. Um, but then we get kind of like a little wink of like Ted giving like a knowing nod to Barney. Like Ted knows, even though Barney even denies Barney yeah. being in love with Robin. Uh, did I miss anything? Uh, I don't think so. I just wanted to, I don't know if this is a personal call to action, call for correspondence, but, uh, relapsing with an ex, how do you feel about that? You know, yeah. to the, to the listeners, I feel like, um, in my experience, it's if a couple breaks up amicably, it's not uncommon, right? Mm -hmm. To continue to occasionally have a sexual relationship even though you're not officially together if you if, if it was a good breakup right sometimes it's not as like clearly defined sometimes it's kind of like oh we're still like to hang out and i'm just saying it it, it happens but i'm saying if it, if it has been clearly defined we are broken up yeah but then it comes a time when we're like we're both single it's safe and yeah we both like know what to do with each other like it just yeah. like it just i think that's Fairly common. Yeah. So we yeah. admit that we've both experienced that. <laughs> Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No no judgment. Do, yeah. But do the call to action, listeners, how do you feel about it? Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I have had friends who, like, like Lily or whatever, like, found out that was going on and were like, dude, you shouldn't do that. But 
Yeah. And like the whole theory that like, oh, someone always gets hurt. I don't think that's necessarily true. Yeah. Okay. Um, Are we done? Are we going to funniest moments? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Um, uh, Wait, why don't you start? Oh, changing up the protocol here. Um, So the first one I have is (laughs) when Barney... uh, and Barney first like hears about them sleeping together, and he like has to go get excuse himself to uh, uh, hide his tears and, and stuff. He says, "Everybody, want another drink? Next round's on me." <laughs> <laughs> um, when Robin and Ted are like setting the ground rules that it's strictly physical, and then they say, "Let's let's just keep this a private thing." Private thing. <laughs> yeah, I had that in my under the umbrella. Oh yeah, that's um, also under the umbrella, but yeah. it's also funny to me. Uh, now I can't see. This is the problem with doing these, watching the day before. I need to take better notes. I can't remember what they're high five. Marshall says something, and wants a high five from Lily, <laughs> and he high fives her so hard that he he five high fives her hand into the side of her head. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Oh, that's so funny. That's very funny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's also under the umbrella, I guess. High fives? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also a fist bump under the umbrella. Okay. Um, oh, right. Barney has to, like, make his, force his hand into a fist. Yeah, to, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, when uh, Marshall is reading the um, Them Weekly, um, Kim Kardashian's headline is, I might cut bangs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, the head story. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've read Us Weekly. Uh-huh. When you used to go to the gym, you used to read on the treadmill. Yeah. Is that uh, how, how how out of uh, the ballpark is I might cut things? It's pretty out of the ballpark, okay. to be honest. But yes, it's yeah. that ridiculous. My fa- I can't remember what, I think it's like, it's not Bon Appetit. It's some like lower rent food magazine has a famous co- cover where they left out some important commas. And it's like, Rachel Ray, I love cooking my family and my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, that's very funny. Our last one I have is when Marshall bursts into Barney's office to, like, share the good news that he's able to read a magazine. Um, Barney is still holding the share bear, and he says, did Lily send you? I don't have the bear. (laughs) It is, like, clearly clutching it. Yeah. That was very funny. Um, I don't remember what he's responding to, but Marshall, um, says to Robin when I guess like they're going to order drinks. And I think he says, you want a giant sugar cube for that high horse? (laughs) (laughs) Do you, do you want some giant sugar cubes for that high horse? Yeah. (laughs) What is he, why is he mad at Robin? Uh, Marshall is mad at Robin. I don't know. He's always judgy. I know he's your fave, but he's got a little bit too of too much of that Midwestern ethos. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, um, uh, oh, I forgot to mention that um, Mar- when when Barney is like wants to tell Robin he loves her, he says, "I love tacos,", tacos and then yeah. she's like, "Well, let's go get tacos. I know you love them so much." Yeah, I thought it was cute. That is cute. And move on to how I met your mother to make it fashion. Yeah. Did anyone hear what I just said? Was that way too fast and mumbly? How I met your mother, but make it fashion. We knew. We knew what you meant. Okay, go ahead. Um, I like Robin's argyle vest. Ah, She's worn an argyle vest in the past, and I like it. Um, I also 
Okay. Oh, go. You go. Well, no, you do another one because I'm also going to do a grouping of, of, of a few. Okay. This is um, Lily's blouse in the classroom. When she's in the classroom, she has a blouse on that's not heinous. And normally oh. they dress her yeah, in <laughs> truly uh, awful things. Breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, so they someone decided Robin and horizontal stripes go together. And I think it is a great choice. But there's three different things she wears in this op- this episode that have horizontal stripes when we see her in her bathrobe robe it's like pink and maroon mm-hmm. you know that's almost a have you met bed i don't know okay. bathrobe is close uh then at mclaren's she's wearing a black and purple striped v-neck v-neck sweater mm-hmm. and then at the end i think with barney she's wearing another striped v-neck sweater but this one's like intentionally oversized it's like almost like a sweater dress type of thing do you remember that mm-hmm. um so all these horizontal stripes on Robin, and it works. But mm-hmm. it is weird to have three different looks in the same episode that are all horizontal stripes. Yeah. Uh, what else do you have? Um, that's it. Oh, okay. The only other things, uh, two more. Uh, Barney wears a brown tie with little white dots, like pin oh, okay. dots that look very nice. And normally, as much as I love guys who dress nice, I generally am not a fan of how Barney dresses. I know I've said this before on the podcast. I think he's a little too... Trendy, a little, a little tacky. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, at one point, Lily is wearing a purse that has a chain instead of a strap, and I like that. Huh, okay. What do you feel about that? You like I a strap? I like a strap, yeah. yeah. I, don't want, I don't want a chain. Okay. Yeah, I, I can imagine it being annoying and potentially uncomfortable. Yeah. But it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think it looks cool. Yeah, all right. But I, I Listeners, <laughs> purse maybe chain. Just, maybe just not for me. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> um what was we were at? We took our nephew to a punk show, and he wanted us to like hold his stuff while he would got in the pit, you know. Yeah. And he was like, "Uncle David, if you want to look cool, <laughs> you can take my wallet and chain." Yeah. And I was like, "I don't think we're on the same page about whether or not wallet chains look cool." Yeah. <laughs> I definitely wore one when I was in high school, but I don't not, think not now. Still, yeah. No. He makes some choices that you know it's just like he's 18 and we're in our 40s so of course we're not going to be aligned with yeah yeah fashion choices yeah um what's next i think we're on to under the umbrella and you already mentioned private thing you also mentioned a fist bump which i didn't Mm -hmm. uh, uh mention um of course you don't so no one salutes a private by the way I think oh. they. I think they say that. On, I mean, whether at okay. some point, but yeah, that's, yeah. That, you wouldn't say private thing because you don't salute yeah. a private. Yeah. All right. It still works in this, though. It's still yeah. funny. It's still um, funny. It's because it's signaling them being like simpatico. Yeah. Which is just more salt in the wound for for Barney. Yeah. Uh, all right. Similarities. Okay. What do you have? I have a few. Oh, good. And I just I couldn't. I just I came like up with stretching. them now. Okay. And yes, they're all kind of a stretch, um, but knowing their friends very well. Um, so in the friends episode, there's actually a game, and the fact that like Lily knows about Barney, and then even Ted knows about Barney. Yeah. Um, is very telling. Yeah. You know about yeah. their friendships and how well they know each other. Um, do you have anything? Because I have a few more. No, I mean, I get the only other thing is like Ross's game has rules and yes. Ted and Robin have rules. Yeah. So kind of like Bet's rules, um, 
yeah, ground rule structures. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also have, I just came up with uh, magazines and friends. They talk about the TV guide and Marshall Oh, yeah. Um, them weekly. That's a good one. Yeah, and also just um, overall, like, being good friends. Like, that final scene of friends where they're all hugging um, at the end, it, like, I got a little misty. I wish I had that this... Well, let's let's move on to playing favorites, and then okay. I'll say what I'm going to say. I think it's obvious. Yeah, that my favorite is three, two, one. How friends. I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I think it's just the 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 game show thing was, and the betting the apartment thing. It just seemed like this isn't the kind of sitcom that this kind of stuff happens, and so it felt jarring to me, and it kept me even a little bit from enjoying the part of the episode I really liked, which was the Phoebe and Frank and Alice story. Yeah. Unfortunately, I I like this episode of How I Met Your Mother a great deal, but uh, this episode of Friends is like a favorite of mine. Really, I really loved it. It worked for me. I don't care about its contrivances. Yeah, like I'm here for it. I love it. I love how much they know each other. I like the high stakes game. I like that all of their like true colors came through. Um, like Monica's. Um, like type A competitiveness. Yeah. Um, Rachel like putting her foot down and um, I don't know, Ross being kind of annoying. (laughs) 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 Like Phoebe doing something kind for her family. You know, like I loved all of it and I cried a little bit. That's so nice. In fact, at the end of it, I was like, is this a, like a season finale because it's so big it's such a big episode sure and especially like ending with ending with the pregnancy switch, uh, and switching apartments at the same time switching like that feels like a real pregnancy yeah yeah and it was really funny too um all right we have at least we have three bits of correspondence Ooh. so um, next seg- segment keeping up with our correspondence yeah uh I'm, I'm just scanning real quick to make sure we don't have uh, a newer one because I haven't checked my email. Now I've been so busy I haven't even checked my personal email. Gosh, <laughs> this is a this is an ongoing ongoing thing that I. That's my measure of how busy I am. That uh, all right? We did have another one, so we have at least four now. All right. Um, I'm almost caught up here. If you want to vamp just a little bit. Oh. Brussels sprouts. Truffle dip. Light eggnog. Glazed maple donuts. Mini chocolate mousse presents. <laughs> Candy cane. What month is this? Is this, this still is holiday stuff? Still holiday. I need to I need to get the newest. The newest fearless flyer. I was at Trader Joe's today. I could Was there? Was uh, there one? I don't I never think to look. But. I think there must be one for February, because it's a holiday. You know, so there'll be one. Yeah, all here. the all the uh, like St. Patrick's Day stuff is out. Really, not Valentine's. Day? I mean, that, I meant Valentine's Day. I'm oh, sorry. okay. They really um, skipping over. Yeah, because I was in Devon's today, and they had uh, Reese's Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So Paige on Twitter says, "At David Pretension likes my correspondence, but he doesn't read them and claims there is no correspondence. Ooh, I am highly offended." You got called out, Paige. I. I said this to you in response. I scrolled through. I could not find it. I blame Elon Musk. Davey's a very busy man. He can't even. 
check his replies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, no, I think Elon Musk made them go away. Um, okay. Yeah. But we got a bunch of, we got three emails at um, the one I meant, your mother at gmail.com. Uh, Jennifer says, hi, David. And I used to tweet at David, but I've been avoiding Twitter ever since the muskrat took over. Good one. <laughs> Good one. Uh, you get an email instead. Natalie asked for a gender neutral term for nieces and nephews. And I'm a fan of nibbling. Nibbling. <laughs> Probably not an official word, but it works. Uh, my favorite Kathy Bates movie other than Misery is Titanic. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Titanic is Wait, great. what is her character? The, the unsinkable Molly the Brown. Unsinkable I mean, Molly Brown. they don't call her unsinkable. Right, movie. Right, 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 Although right. it wouldn't be beyond James Cameron yeah. to have a line like, she's unsinkable or yeah. something. Um, uh, I'll always remember the advice about using cutlery from the outside in. Oh, right. Because she's the one who's nice to Jack. Because yes. Jack, like, doesn't know the etiquette. And yes. she, like, gives him the, you go from the outside lesson. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ages ago, you asked about our Christmas present opening routine. At my house, we didn't have wrapped presents under the tree. We just had loose presents in a sack, and we all opened them at the same time. Very chaotic. I need more information, Jennifer. Did each yeah. child have their own sack? Yeah. Were they were, they were not wrapped in the sack? Yeah. Was it once? Yeah, I want more information about that. Uh, about the surrogacy, surrogacy discussion. Obviously, you're right that Phoebe giving up, quote-unquote, her brother's baby isn't the same as giving up her own baby, but I also thought it was clear that Phoebe's mom was, apologize for the overused word, triggered by Phoebe's situation and wasn't thinking 100% logically. If I was mm -hmm. talking to a friend about potentially being a surrogate, I would focus more on the difficulty of pregnancy slash labor itself. Mm -hmm. Um... I should also say that Jennifer uh, says labor with a U. So I'm guessing she is in the UK or Canada mm -hmm. or Australia. Mm -hmm. or, or Yeah, very good some, points. Something like that. Um, and she also said mum. So I'm guessing. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, uh, yeah, Jennifer, don't obviously, we don't want to dox you or anything, but give us a general idea of where you're from. General idea. General idea. Uh, <laughs> where you're from in the, <laughs> in the world. Uh, as Natalie has said before, I am kind of a Canuckophile. Yeah. Um, on a more general note, I've seen every episode of both shows, and while I think that How I Met Your Mother has more inventive storytelling, I prefer Friends because the characters are so much more well-defined. Discuss? Um, yeah, I think we discussed... I, I think I am coming to the point where I'm realizing I'm, by the time this is over, I'm going to prefer Friends. I don't think it's because the characters are more well-defined. I think the characters are also very well-defined on How I Met Your Mother. I just think I'm getting older, and I have more respect for classical type of mm -hmm. things, mm -hmm. and the joke writing on friends is so solid and strong and surprising. I was so ready as I've said before, when we started the show to just by chronology and logic, find friends to be more dated than how I met your mother. It's a shock to me that the opposite has happened that yeah. friends feels, I mean, obviously there's things we call out every week about gay panic and stuff that hasn't, but on the whole mm -hmm. friends is a show that feels more timeless than how I met your mother, which feels very much a product of its era. I'm going to say, yes, it's friends feels more timeless, but I, I would say that how I met your mother is smarter, smarter yeah. in like the joke setup and the delivery and how it messes around with timelines. Yes. It's both smart and clever. Yes. And I think in a way that friends, it seems like old people are yeah. writing for these 20 somethings. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I will say a little bit, not to like sour you on the future of How Many Mother, I do think, because I've said before, when the show first aired, there was a time that I stopped watching it. Okay. Um, around like season seven. 
sometime in season seven. And then when it was wrapping up, I was like, oh, shit, this thing's ending. I should catch up. So then I watched it. But I do think there is going to come a time in How I Met Your Mother where the show is more clever than smart. And it mm-hmm. starts to get a little bit like annoying, like show offy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's annoying. Uh, with the cleverness. Um, so get ready for that. Mm. Okay, so Steph... Welcome back, Steph. Hey, Steph. Steph says, I'm glad you asked about museums as I planned my Paris trip. I got my passes for the Louvre uh, for, I don't know what that says, 0900? Is that, I guess, at 9 o'clock? I've researched the route to go beat the crowd. Oh, I see. She's starting at 9 a.m. I researched the route to go to beat the crowd to the Mona Lisa. We frequent museums and have learned to pace ourselves. For example, I became exhausted just about the time I found my fave at the Uffizi last August. I don't know what that is. I'll never forget when we visited the Portrait Museum in D.C., my daughter saying she was tired of looking at faces. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've been uh, to that portrait gallery. Yeah. Um, So... Steph says that behind the show trivia here that the Donald Trump called and he wants his blue blazer black was actually something Chandler accidentally or that Matthew Perry okay. accidentally said okay. and they ran with it. I don't know if that did it he feels, write about that in his book? Maybe. <laughs> um, it feels. Uh, um, oh, here's a picture of Steph at a museum. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. If you want to send uh, photos, yeah. we'll, we'd love to look at them. Uh, it, that that felt written in the show, so I wonder if that was something that happened in a rehearsal or whatever, and then they quickly like formed the rest of the the little bit around yeah, it I with the blue blazer black. I think there's room for improv on the show. Remember Billy Crystal? and um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then finally Steph says, tell Jackson I said Roll Tide, because <laughs> they're both from Alabama. <laughs> That's um, and then finally, Andrew says, dear, dear David and Natalie, uh, wanted to give a shout out to say, I love the show. Thanks, Andrew. My name is Andrew. I live in Atlanta. What? The South loves us. Yeah. Uh, just had a friend visit from out of town and showed him the pod. We first bonded over how I met your mother and eventually friends. He will be a little behind me, so he won't hear this for a while. Wanted to answer the call to action about transplant bars. So this is a fun one. Because I'm originally from Philadelphia, living in Atlanta. Hey, we are going to Philadelphia for the first time this summer. Yeah. And uh, Andrew... Uh, or maybe the spring. I can't remember. Andrew, uh, give us some pointers. Yeah. Give us some tips. What do I actually go to get a good cheesesteak? I don't want to wait in line at Pat's and Gino's, right? That's not what they're called, the cheesesteak yeah. places. Yeah. Um, uh, what's an actual good cheesesteak? Um, plus, doesn't one of the fam- the two famous cheesesteak places have a sign that says, uh, we're in America, speak English? I think I think I read that. I don't want to go to. Yeah. Tell me which one that is because I don't want to go there. Um, All right. So living in Atlanta, there's a bar I like to go to specifically when the Phillies were playing the Atlanta Braves in the playoffs last season. It's called Rocky Mountain Pizza, which sounds like it should be a Denver bar. This bar was recommended to me as a Philly bar. So I went during the playoff series as every other bar in town would have almost entirely Braves fans, obviously, because Atlanta is a big city. There's a bar for almost any city. Fun side story. My friend who was visiting and I ended up at a bar in town I hadn't been to before and figured it must be a San Francisco bar as the place was filled with San Francisco 49ers fans and it was during the Niners Seahawks playoff game sorry for the long-winded email i was waiting for a call to action i could answer and also remember anyway i just wanted to say i love the show makes the traffic to and from work much more fun oh and also um uh jennifer said she listens to the show while doing her boring data entry job so we're, we're making people's work and commute more fun yeah uh he says side note about little minnesota that i wanted to add to how i met your mother but make it fashion the vikings jerseys being worn by the patrons of the bar have the names of some of the stars writers 
directors and creators of the show. Wow. That's fun. That is fun. Yeah. So that's, uh, that should have been a fashion and props to the props department. Yeah, yeah. Or I guess, no, yeah. it would still be, uh, well. I don't know. I guess yeah. The costume department, costume. I guess. Yeah. Um, um, that's uh, um, a lot of old uh, Looney Tunes cartoons do that. If you look at like the signage, it'll be the names of like the the cartoonists and, and I stuff. I like that. I like yeah. the little touches. Um, way to come through, friends and mothers. Yeah, that was fun. I gave everyone so much shit last week. I guess we had to. We have to guilt them into. So he, across the board, call to action is let us know where your favorite, when and where your favorite time to listen to the pod is. Um, is it um, when you're reading magazines? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you listen while reading magazines? Uh, but yeah, the um, calls to action today. Okay, uh, misheard lyrics. Misheard uh, lyrics. Have you been to a smash room slash any uh, tips for going to a smash room? Um, what are your thoughts on relapsing sexually with an ex? And of course, do any of you have blanket fort kinks? Yeah. Those are the ones that I wrote down that yeah. I could remember. Uh, so moving on to the next segment of the show, my favorite segment to introduce, it's called... How were we doing? This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days these episodes aired. Uh, Season 4, episode 12 of Friends, the one with the embryos, aired on... No, that's wrong. Aired on Thursday, January 15th, 1998. Um, As far as what was happening in the world on that day, uh, NASA announced that John Glenn may fly in space again, which he did that October or September. I can't remember exactly when, but he was 76 at the time, at the time of this announcement, uh, 77 by the time he returned to space. Um, I was also researching for this, just like scanning John Glenn's Wikipedia. If you can call Wiki, reading Wikipedia researching, yeah. I don't know, but uh, seems like when he was a younger uh, uh, uh pilot and, and astronaut he was opposed to nasa having women in space and but it does seem like over time he his views progressed Great. and he became supportive Great. so that's good uh top five songs in the u.s on that day Coming in at number five, Leanne Rhymes. How do I live uh, At number four, Elton John, Something About the Way You Look Tonight. At Elton three, at Elton three. At number three, Elton John, Candle in the Wind, 1997. So that means we have a new number one. Um, number two, Janet, Together Again. And number one, a song I know you know, Savage Garden's Truly Madly Deeply. Mm. Oh, wait, is that... I wanna stand with yes, that's you. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's them, right? I wanna. Is that, is that that song? Truly, madly, deeply. Da, 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 da. I think it's the same song. Yeah, I'll be your dream. I'll be your wish. I'll, I'll be, be your fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, until the sky falls down on me. <laughs> uh, I, I said we only sing songs we like. Do we like that song? I mean, can't hate it, can you? Um, no, I, I guess, guess it's not. Like corny. But um, I think I this one, this song might be even more corny than that. But I actually like it a little more. The Savage Garden song. Uh, I knew I loved you before I met you. Yes. Yeah. I 
Yeah. <laughs> I think I dreamed you into life. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, yeah. I like, I do actually kind of like that song. It's very corny, but, yeah. um, it would be a good, like corny, like wedding, like wedding. Yes. I would hate it. Song. Um, all right. Season four, episode 12 of how I met your mother, uh, which is called benefits aired on Monday, January 12th, 2009. Um, as far as what happened, okay, this stupid site <laughs> is a day off. So it says, okay, and it's just all wrong. Okay. This is sad, though. Okay. It says more than 230 people were killed when the Indonesian ferry MV Teratai Prima capsized and sank um, off of Indonesia. Um, a, that I looked it up. That didn't happen until the next day. Or no, it had happened the day before. That's what it was. It had mm. happened the day before. Maybe with the time difference? No, I looked it up. It was oh. even earlier. Oh, <laughs> it was actually January 10th, okay. I think, in some places. Okay. Um, but uh, so they had the date wrong. And also, sadly, they are below. I mean, they technically they say more than 230 people, but it's probably more like 330 people. Right. There are only... It's a very sad tragedy. There are only nine confirmed dead and then 320-something missing presumed dead, just bodies they never found. Mm. Because the wave, the two waves that capsized the ship happened in the middle of the night. It's a long ferry. Most people were asleep, and it knocked the boat over so quick that the thing was completely flooded in five minutes. Wow. So almost no one survived wow. uh, this this tragic thing. Um so after I brought everyone down, let's talk about the top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Okay. Uh, number five, Kanye West's Heartless, which is a great song. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, And number four, Taylor Swift's Love Story. How's uh, Which one is that? I know that one. I don't know how it goes. Uh, but it was in the, um, you know, because she's like uh, re-recorded all her stuff, right? Um, the... Before any of that stuff had come out, the re-recorded Taylor's version of Love Story showed up in like uh, like an eHarmony commercial or okay. something. That was how she okay. like debuted it. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't remember this song. I don't remember the... It's one of the Romeo, Take Me Somewhere We Could Be Alone. Uh Hmm. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure it's a good song. I like Taylor Swift. Yeah. But I don't know all the early stuff. Yeah. Uh, number three, T.I.'s Live Your Life. At number two, Beyonce, uh, All the Single Ladies. All the Single Ladies. And at number one, a song I really like, um, finally moving up to number one, Lady Gaga's Just Dance. Mm -hmm. Great one. Uh, yeah, this is what? This is... Where are we in our relationship? <laughs> um, this is two, January 12, 2009, which means... Um, uh, you finally put out. <gasps> um, and, uh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Uh, and yeah, that's a, that's the major milestone in our relationship. Yeah. Uh, but also this is, um, yeah, January of 2009. Okay. It probably wouldn't have been till later in 2009 that I started getting really into Lady Gaga. Okay. Um, which I kind of still am, but, um, yeah. Uh, but I remember Just Dance. I like it. All right. What's our final segment? It's called Challenge Accepted. Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on both shows. Uh, 
armed only with knowledge of the episode titles. So, um, I, I predicted Phoebe and Frank feel funny about fertility and family. Yeah. I think that's that happened, right? Yeah. Okay. And you said, wow, you said Ted and Robin pull a Jerry and Elaine and embark on an FWB relish. Yep. The gang are alternately jealous and moralizing about it. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Oh, like, my gosh. That's a two point. <laughs> we don't do that. But if you did, if we did, it would be. Uh, now I'm just going to need you to vamp for, for just a little oh. bit. Uh, chocolate passport. <laughs> Coins of the world. I need to renew my passport. I thought you already were in that process. Uh, and the process in the sense that I Googled, like, how to renew your passport online. We're dark, not going out of the country till May. I, I have time. Dark chocolate gingerbread cookie folk. Uh, handmade candy cane. Hot cocoa. Handmade? Like the handmaid's tail? Mm-hmm. Hot cocoa ornaments. Minty cocoa truffles. That's what everyone loves about ASMR is the part when a dude, like, loudly interjects in the middle of it. That's everyone's favorite uh, ASMR trope. Cauliflower pancakes. Okay. Season 4, episode 13 of Friends is called The One with Rachel's Crush. Mm. The One with Rachel's Crush. Um... Mm. I think, because I've been waiting for the Ross and Rachel thing to to really come back again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, Ross is gonna like sabotage or attempt to sabotage Rachel's time with her crush the way he did with Rachel and Mark. Okay. Um, so, uh, Ross sees Rachel's crush as a Marco Nuevo. Um, and tries to, uh, tries to... What does he try to do? Sabotage. Yeah, I was trying to think of a fun way to 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 say it. Um, he tries to upend. He tries to nip it in the bud. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, season four, episode thirteen of the television program "How I Met Your Mother" mm-hmm. is called Three Days of Snow," and I'm going to tell you. Not to get your hopes up too high, Nally. Mm-hmm. This might be my favorite episode of How mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to say that this is... I always get this wrong when I call it a bottle episode. Okay. Yeah. That they're going to be, like, snowed in. And the, the gang is going to be trapped in one place together, whether it's the apartment or... Um, Lily and Marshall's house, but they're all going to be trapped inside. Hmm. Um, there's going to be um, long festering arguments that are brought oh, up. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say they're snowed in and drama ensues. Okay. In a bottle episode, 
the gang. Is that correct? Uh, correct use of bottle episode. So I, I think I'm too strict with it. So don't listen to me. No, you being strict about something. <laughs> um, why don't you talk into the microphone if you're going to insult me? To me, a bottle episode is no guest stars and only existing sets. Yeah, so this would yeah. this would work. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, but I've, I've I've heard people use the term bottle episode for things that are a little bit looser than than that. But to me, no guest stars, uh, existing sets like Fly, the episode of Breaking Bad yes. where they're yes. trying to kill a fly. Yeah. Uh, one of the sort of most self-aware bottle episodes is the Angel episode, Spin the Bottle, where they play Spin the Bottle. It's an actual and bottle. There's, there's an actual bottle Ooh, there, but that's definitely a bottle episode. Maybe the gang will do that. <laughs> uh, okay. In a bottle episode, the gang gets snowed in and uh, tensions... And get, hilarity ensues. No, tensions get shaken up mm. until the cork is mm. per... Pert, pert near, ready to pop. Okay. Okay. Um, that's it. We did it. We did it. So uh, you can find this episode wherever you found it. Thank you for finding it. You did it. Uh, you can also find a post for every episode of BattleshipPretension.com. You can leave a comment there. Um, you can also tweet at me at Davy Pretension. Or if you're trying to avoid the muskrat, you can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, yeah, my other podcast is Battleship Pretension. Talk about movies. Um, there's going to be some Sundance coverage uh, there. So that'll be that'll be fun. I'm heading off to Sundance in a few days. Yeah. Um, Natalie, where do you want people to find you on the internet? Well, I don't, as you know. Um, but I do think that... Um if you like this episode, you should rate, review, uh, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Um, give us five stars if you can, or four stars, or however many stars you think we're deserving of. Um, and thank you so much to our friends and mothers for uh, heeding the request. <laughs> for more correspondence? <laughs> for correspondence. Yeah. We love yeah. it. Um, but yeah, if you also, like, if you want to remain anonymous, we can also respect that as well. Yeah, yeah, right. just tried and say that. <laughs> um, okay, until next time, see you on the eighth floor. <laughs> <laughs>